0: Highways Voices, the podcast of Highways News, your one-stop destination for all the news about the highways and transport technology industries, and our must-read daily newsletter.
1: Welcome to Highways Voices again where this week we talk innovation and technology to reshape highways asset management
0: and improve quality of life. A number of the projects are kind of uh, using sensors in a local road space so in Suffolk the deployment of, of lots of different sensors in rural urban and coastal areas looking at everything from monitoring grit bins to air surface temperature and everything in between. You've then got things like we've had the e-scooter trial In Staffordshire, we've got the green walls that are being used in Staffordshire, we've had the waste plastics in tarmac up in in Cumbria, the uh, big data and kind of segmentation of the people travelling around Transport for West Midlands. We're
1: talking Adept Live Labs today and a Derby Day next Wednesday. Find out more in Highways Voices. Highways Voices, the podcast from highwaysnews.com. So we talked to Charles Perkins, Adept's Live Labs Programme Director in today's show and also Look ahead to the ITS UK Members' Day and awards tomorrow in this podcast. But first, a man who's being called the co-owner of Highways News. It's Adrian Tatum with a roundup of this week's stories that have caught his eye. So
2: for this week, Wiltshire Council has started the search for contractors to bid for its highway maintenance delivery in the region over the next five to ten years. Before the bidding starts officially next April, the Council is planning a supplier's engagement day at the end of this month to discuss options for retending of the term... Highways maintenance service contract which is due to start on the 1st of April 2023. The contract will be for the provision of Highway Maintenance Service to undertake program of maintenance improvements of the highway network or other council land in Wiltshire and associated infrastructure. The successful contract will also be expected to work alongside the authority to help it achieve its commitment to becoming carbon neutral by 2030. The Contract is expected to be for five years with a possible five year extension after year four. In Scotland, Stagecoach has revealed a first glimpse of the UK's first full-size autonomous buses which are likely to start operating in the early of summer 2022. Four single-decker buses will run a 40-mile route from Fife's Ferry Toll Park and Ride to Edinburgh's Park Transport Hub, crossing the Forth Bridge on their journey. The buses, which will still have drivers on board, are initially due to operate via the M90, M9 and M8. They will navigate motorways, bus lanes and junctions with and without traffic lights as well as roundabouts and minor roads too. This is all part of the CAV4 project. Also this week, Hertfordshire County Council has started public engagement for its proposed Hertfordshire-Essex Rapid Transit system. The system aims to develop a step change in the passenger transport network through an accessible, reliable and affordable mass transport system connected Watford and Hemel Hampstead in the west to Harlow in the east. This will connect people easily to where they live, work and visit and will support economic growth improve the environment and possibly impact existing and new communities according to the council.
1: Elsewhere a contract to make the Humber Bridge free flow is up for grabs it seems given that the operators have announced plans to remove the toll booths. National Highways plans an energy storage system to support rapid charging on the motorway network. An easy mile in France is running driverless pods on set routes in mixed traffic which is a European first. You can read all about these and so many more on our website and in our daily briefing emailed to you every lunchtime. Check it out at highways-news.com. Highways Voices
0: with Paul Hutton and Adrian Tatum. The
1: Association of Directors of Environment, Economy, Planning and Transport, which we all know as ADEPT, has been running a programme to see how innovation and technology can reshape highways asset management and improve quality of life. It's called the Live Labs programme and there have been eight different projects across the country that have looked at different solutions, which are all being showcased at Derby's Pride Park in an event next Wednesday, the first of December. So, to find out more, I caught up with Live Labs programme director Giles Perkins, who's head of new mobility at WSP as well, to find out more. And we chatted first
0: about the event. Live Labs Expo on the first um, in Derby is the accumulation of the the three year program where all of our live labs will be present a number of their um, smes and suppliers will be present and we will be really unpacking the journey that we've been on over this uh, right the way through the pandemic from from the point of which we um, announced the live labs through the mobilization through the deployment of the various technologies the monitoring the evaluation and now starting to articulate the benefits so it'll be a really interesting day of immersion in innovation in local roads. So
1: explain to me what some of the projects have actually been doing.
0: To to give you a a kind of a flavour, and there's so many different interventions that we've got. So a number of the projects are kind of uh, using sensors in the local road space. So in Suffolk, the deployment of of lots of different sensors in rural, urban and coastal areas, looking at everything from monitoring grit bins to air surface temperature and everything in between. You've then got things like we've had the e-scooter trial. In Staffordshire, we've got the green walls that are being used in Staffordshire. We've had the waste plastics in tarmac up in, tarmac up in Cumbria. The uh, big data and kind of segmentation of the people travelling around transport for West Midlands. The list is is really really large. You know, we've got literally hundreds of deployments in various sites for various technologies. And what we're trying to do in the expo is kind of illustrate to people how that that breadth of technology, that suite, that program of programs is relevant to others in the local highway sector because the proving and the scaling has already been done. So, this is about the articulation of, of how things can be done in a quicker way so people can realize benefits, which is obviously really important given climate change and uh, network resilience and all the things we're trying to wrestle with uh, post-pandemic.
1: And. Local authorities often, just because of the number of staff you've got and the number of jobs that uh, people need to do, and many are multitasking and many will complain that years ago they had a team of six and now it's a team of two, etc, 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 actually... Being able to do anything different actually becomes really quite difficult. So, how has the whole Live Labs program brought local authorities closer together with innovation and technology?
0: It's a really, really good question. And I'm I'm sat here in Bath today. We've just had the Adept Conference and we had a panel on Live Labs as the final segment of the of the two-day conference. it's something that came up in that. Key to this has been the collaboration between local authorities and the private sector. Uh, and that's there to maintenance providers but also um, uh, new entrants into the market that they may not have had relationships with before smes academia all, all sorts of people the sharing of that innovation the roles and responsibilities the opportunities that have come from that really is built on collaboration and it's it's a, a kind of a really interesting form of collaboration because it's everybody sounds quite naive but everybody pitching in together playing to the strengths but learning along the way and I do empathize with the concerns, the constraints that local authorities have. But one could argue that given what we've got to address with climate change, et cetera, that we are all going to have to innovate. And, it, and innovation is something that we will all need to do as business as usual. We will all need to be agile. We will all need to understand how we can make change, but also. Uh, response and move on from failure if failures occur. And the best way to do that is to do that collaboratively, not only a local authority working with its partners, but as we've done on live labs, those eight local authorities right around the country working with each other and sharing the load helping each other and being cross geographical collaboration as well and I think that's a really important point it's it's a, a rubik's cube of collaboration and i think it's it's kind of putting all of those sorts of things together these as we described them back in the prospectus 3 years ago these smart interventions that perhaps felt a little ethereal then looking at the scale of what's been achieved in live labs with you know taking a whole area approach to the use of sensors or taking you know large scale application of energy applications like they've done in central bedfordshire with the solar roads and the kinetic paving and the geothermal all these themes will start to roll out to become directly applicable things and we've just heard in the session today. And to take an example, central Bedfordshire with the solar roads. So this is the application of solar panels into parking spaces and um, car parks. They're looking at kind of perhaps extending that into the wider asset base across the the council because they have lots of parking facilities that could give them lots of solar farms to do lots of clever things with. So what we're not saying in live labs is we have the answers to all the deployments. Well, what we're saying is we've got a lot more tools in the toolkit with some evidence that sits behind that allows people to consider the needs in their areas and the out- and the outcomes that they want to achieve, and then perhaps use some of these technologies to, to deliver those outcomes, but potentially deliver efficiencies on the way. And I think that's the exciting bit. It's, it's This is absolutely not technologies for technology's sake. It's Technology for outcomes, technology for efficiency, technology to address climate change.
1: And you talk about sort of cross geographical. And one of the things that has always frustrated me from days when I worked on specific projects in previous lives and previous jobs is the fact that sometimes you get some funding to do a particular project and it works and it's good and lessons are learned and then at the end somebody writes a nice report and it's published somewhere on a website but actually Malcolm in Acmeville who might have the same problems a might not actually know the report exists b might not actually understand that it can be implemented where he is and C might not be able to get the funding to implement it anyway. So what you get is these little bubbles of nice uh, projects, but actually other places in the country just don't benefit from it. How are you going to take the the lessons you've learned and the innovations that you've almost perfected during the Live Labs projects to spread them out across the country so everyone can benefit?
0: I think it's a it's a really, really good point. And I would add to that list, how can local authorities who perhaps don't have the experience or the resource to be able to bid in the first place get involved in future innovation programmes? So what we're doing is we are developing a, a portal, uh, which will be run by Suffolk, one of our live labs, and all the business cases that will flow from the externalisation will be on there, including or the white papers and the the other things that, were, that are already out there through the Adept website. There is already a large lake, if you like, of blogs and white papers and reports and other things that are on the Adept uh, Live Labs website. The portal that will be uh, launching shortly will give a singular home for um, the Live Labs program. And we hope that future innovation programs, as they come along, that perhaps we can scale that so that there may be a um, recognized single home for kind of innovation in local highways. So just to kind of extend your analogy of putting you know, the, the dusty report on the shelf, that we have lots of shelves and it's actually a library and it's actually understood and accessible and recognized because what we don't want to do, it'd be very wasteful to, to redo innovation It's extremely wasteful to redo research when we've spent 23 million pounds doing a lot of research that's highly applicable. It just needs the translation for different and wider audiences.
1: So this all sounds so positive, Giles. Are we going to get a live labs phase two?
0: We have developed uh, an approach for live labs phase two, and um, we have made representations uh, to the department. And we await to hear. We are, we are hopeful, and would hope that um, people would be interested. And we have pitched this around climate change and resilience. Um, so it's it's thematic again. It's a light touch again. Um, Talking around the scope two and three within the highways realm. And um, fingers crossed, we'll wait and see what happens. And closer
1: to home next Wednesday, 1st of December. Uh, tell me about the event at Pride Park in Derby.
0: Yeah, so this is really exciting. We'd, we'd always set out on the program to externalize our thinking. We'd always planned to have a big event at the end of it, and it's come round really, really quickly. So uh, Derby, Pride Park, 1st of December, we will have all of our live labs there. We'll be unpacking the technical detail of what we've done. We'll be unpacking the successes, the failures, the, uh, the social networks built between everybody, the collaboration that's happened, And attendees will be able to, you know, speak to those that have been at the sharp end and really understand those journeys that they've been on, challenges that they've had, um, the opportunities that they've faced, the things that they've solved, not just technically, but in terms of, you know, procurement and legal and all those things that wrap around everything that we do. Um, So it's a real kind of showcase and a very open showcase um, that is absolutely relevant to anybody in the local road sector and, and wider in terms of obviously major road network, but there's reference to, uh, you know, this technology is uh, applicable to the strategic road network and beyond because there's things that we're doing in here that are highly applicable to adjacent sectors as well. I'd just like to kind of finish on a few of the themes that we, we've we just drawn out today down in Bath that. The spirit of collaboration that we've seen between our live labs has been incredible. We're hugely thankful for the Department for Transport for giving everybody the latitude to experiment and do what we've done. And and what we've seen is we've proven that we can scale innovation, we can deliver outcomes and do that in such a way to capitalise upon the scarce resources we've got, but also making most of the vast experience that exists in local authorities, in the private sector, in academia, in the absolute mesh of SMEs and suppliers that are coming forward. And there's a really interesting blueprint on how we could all go forward and innovate and whether that's in the future mobility, future roads, future rail or whatever else.
1: And you can find out more about it at adeptnet.org.uk. Highways Voices, the
0: podcast from highwaysnews.com.
1: Adrian's accolade in a moment, but first a reminder of Thursday's ITS UK Members' Day, taking place at the Cubic Transportation Systems British HQ in Salfords in Surrey. Now the day is mainly about in-person networking, but it features a tour of the Cubic facility, which I've done, and it's fascinating and really quite fun, because you see different transit solutions from different parts of the world all in one place. Plus, you'll get to hear some here and now solutions about the environment and WSP's green print for how technology can reduce emissions in the transport network and you'll get a series of presentations from ITS UK members about new products and ideas. White Willow Consulting's Andy Graham, who's a friend of Highways Voices, also chats about what the local Red Hill, Rygate Salfords area has done for ITS. All of the Day is sponsored by the host Cubic along with WSP and White Willow Consulting and it's all followed by the ITS UK Awards which are hosted by Steve Norris the Society's President. Five awards are up for grabs and the ceremony takes place at 5pm for about half an hour. If you can't make it to Salfords, don't worry, you can see who won by watching live online and we'll stick a link to our website so you can catch up and I'll put more details of all the winners online after the ceremony. I understand there are some fantastic solutions in there so well worth watching. If you want to go to the Members' Day, what you need To do now is email mailbox at its-uk.org.uk. That's mailbox at its-uk.org.uk and ask to come along. Right, before we go, let's catch up with Adrian because it's time for Adrian's accolade. Adrian, who wins today?
2: So, my accolade this week, Paul, goes to the team at COLAS. So, as you know, this great hybrid and transport industry of ours really knows how to develop and indeed implement world-class technology. But it's not often we have a UK first to report on, but this week we do. So a new UK first luminous road marking solution has been installed in Portsmouth by the civil engineering and transport infrastructure specialist Colas. The flow well crosswalks and cycle crossing technology has been developed by Colas teams and trialled originally at various locations in France, where initial feedback was shown to be very beneficial. The Portsmouth site on the junction of Clarendon Road and Palmerston Road in in the area, which has been fully funded by Colas, is the first of its kind in the UK and was revealed at a switch-on event as part of the We Shine a Light on Portsmouth Festival earlier this month. The new crossing lights, when triggered by censored, enhance visibility of users making the space easier to read by clearly defining areas, facilitating mobility and helping improve the way people use public space. So they are a well-deserved winner of my accolade this week
1: and you can find out more about the solution if you watch the highlights video i made from the jct traffic signals symposium where the colas solution was showcased i'll put details of that in the blurb with this podcast but that colas solution is a very very worthy adrian's accolade winner this week but that's it for now see you at the ITS uk members day if you're going and don't forget to sign up for the live labs showcase at pride park we'll speak next week Highways
0: Voices. Join us again next week for more insights from those that matter in the industry.